I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. Have you guys heard of uh, Dutch Brothers? Is that the thing where you like fart in the sheets? <laughs> yeah. We get a bunch of the guys over, when you, get under the when, sheets, when, we all start farting. Dutch you and you bros get on Is it, um, I feel like it's a grilling company? Grilling company. No, Will was right. It's something that I've missed so much during COVID. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We can finally do Dutch Brothers again now that COVID's over. <laughs> it's Can't wait for Radcon. Shop. We're going to do the world's largest Dutch Brothers. <laughs> We're doing the big gym class parachute. <laughs> we're all getting cold brew, and we're getting under the parachute. Cold brew and uh, having uh, Chipotle catered. It'll be great. Uh, no. Eggs. We're never going to get a sponsorship from these guys. Now. It's it's a coffee shop chain uh, out here in, in Phoenix. I know it's it's around the, the, the west, but... Um, <laughs> I was swinging. I was swinging through after work one day, and I don't know what it is with these coffee shop baristas just wanting to chat me up every time. But uh, the shirt, <laughs> the shirt. Uh, it's the no, polo. They didn't, they didn't make one. Of, it's the polo guy. No, um, <laughs> we've heard tale about you. <laughs> Trust me, the story spread way beyond Phoenix. Um, They're like crows; they can communicate with each other. <laughs> um. So she she just asked me, you know, hey, what what you been up to? What are you doing? Where are you headed? I was like, I just got off work. She said, oh, it's only 2.30. What time did you go in? I said, I went in at 7.30. She said, oh, so you only work like, what, four hours or so? I was like, well, nope. seven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't get time. I was like, no, it's all good. It's all good. I feel like I have to stay calendared all day or else I won't know what I'm doing when I'm in the office. She goes, no, like, I don't understand the concept of time. Like, I didn't get it when they were teaching it to us in school. Oh. Here's your coffee. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I have to go back now. Yeah. Uh, to, oh, yeah. To keep pressing her about what she meant. But uh, All right. Here's what you do. Okay. You go back and you teach her time incorrectly. <laughs> you have a chance to tell an adult. You have a, you have a, a, a totally blank slate mind here. You can go and be like, listen, so if I go to work at midnight, I'm actually going the day before. So if I leave, it counts as negative 12 hours. <laughs> so I'm just just going to end up fired. If you drive around the prime meridian the wrong way, you actually go back a day. So <laughs> The best time travel movie there ever was made was Superman 2, and it was the last part of the movie when he flew around the earth so fast that it went backwards. That's the most accurate. Scientists have said that's the most accurate version of time travel they can think of. Except the Earth didn't go back. He just went so fast, he went backwards. I thought he's... No, he spun the Earth backwards. No, I think he was just going so fast that it reversed time for him. And so, therefore, the Earth spun backwards. Because that's oh. how time works. Time works with yeah. the Earth spinning. It has nothing no, to do. Time, it's not a cosmic thing. Time works with. He he went faster than he went faster than light, and therefore like he was able to go backwards, and then so like the whole universe moved backwards around him because Why he was he going so the fast. Earth, you know, we're, you guys gotta go a straight line. <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> the easiest gotta, way to go, just fast and, and straight. No, line. then you gotta go back. <laughs> it's like running laps, but it's like oh, I'm gonna go run three miles, and you're on a straight line, and then go. All right, well now what? Okay. 
Just saying, you're having a hard time convincing us. How am I going to convince this barista at Dutch Brothers? Easy. You've already convinced you that 12 is 7 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You've, you've got your foot in the door. Next time you Come go with in, a long you should white just have... Just switch your iPhone or your Android clock to 24-hour time, and when you go to scan your phone, just like make sure ah. that like she sees it, and you break her brain by going, it's 13 o'clock? <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm going to do that, 100%. Show, show up, like, find out what she wears, and then show up wearing that and say, I'm your son from the future. <laughs> Because the only way to know that someone is your relative is just to show up. Find out what, Tyler, find out what her last name is, okay? Hear me out. Listen. Find out what her last name is. Go to her house. Go out, get just a delightful little purple shirt. And it just says, let's say her last name, uh, she's related to friend of the, uh, her last name is, uh, I don't, I I can't, it's Hamper. Uh, and so you go ha- out hamper. It's hamper um, And you go out and you Good get like name. Hamper Family Reunion 2031 And yes. you go back And you find her uh, And you say hey you're missing the reunion I got it outside let's go um, And then you two will get married It'll be great And then she says "Don't weren't you in here Weren't you in here the other day And you go oh no that was my dad your husband <laughs> And that's and that's how you get a date with this girl. There you go. <laughs> wasn't my wasn't like my question? Were... Wasn't my intent here? But I appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> we were an advice show first and foremost. <laughs> we're telling you how to get dates by gaslighting uh, uh, through sci-fi means. Gaslight, gatekeep, Dutch Brothers. <laughs> Anyways, hi everyone. Welcome to uh, uh, episode 161 of Radish. This is the show and tell podcast where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff every week. Uh, I am your host for this. We're just a. This is going to be an easygoing episode. This is a a jam band inspired episode. You'll see why later on. But you know, it's similar to you know those kind of jam band songs where. You know the song, you know the structure, but in between the parts you know, we're just going to kind of go how we feel. Uh, so jokes. in that spirit, uh, I am, uh, you enjoy my Sean. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about fish soon. Uh, so heads <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, they, they fear me, but women want me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer allowed at fish shows. <laughs> Or Dutch Brothers. <laughs> or Dutch Brothers. <laughs> uh, I'm Will, and guess what? There are no coincidences. The reason you're listening to this podcast right now is because the the universe aligned our energies. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious, because I literally have that TikTok written out to <laughs> recite. That was going to be my bit that you just stole. Well, uh, there are no coincidences, Tyler. There That's are the no universe. coincidences. <laughs> Our message, our thoughts create reality, but we already knew that. Um, I'm Tyler Ella Funk Mink. <laughs> still Black Eyed Pete's June. <laughs> For one more week. Your legal name. Yeah. Uh, that's my Christian name. Was Ella Funk a pun on Ella Fun, that game where the 
Remember that area with Elephant? <laughs> yeah. With sh- it shot was, out butterflies and he cut yeah, you Yeah, it shot out butterflies or whatever. I you forgot that was called Elephant. You had a net? Nope. I think it was a play on Elephant and Funk. But, uh... <laughs> oh, well, it could have been. It could have been. Who knows? Was it... Did the Black Keys just cover a full White Stripes album, but just make it funky? Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. Oh. <laughs> Not the Black Keys. Did I say Black Keys? <laughs> you said yes. Black Keys. Black Eyed Peas. Now, I would listen to a Black Keys, because they had kind of a rivalry for a little bit. That they Patrick did. Patrick Carney and Will I Am. <laughs> That is not fake. <laughs> I believe like, that. I believe it, and I don't want to hear about it. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, uh, and Patrick Carney, and um, nope, lost it. Dan Ooh, Auerbach, uh, oh. kind of uh, just fought everyone back then. So whatever. Like Samoa Joe. <laughs> Truly. Um. So speaking of feuds, this week for the good news. I didn't realize this was a thing, but Vin Diesel, uh, in his press tour for the most recent Fast and the Furious 9, coming out today, if you're listening to it on Friday, um, talked about how he was an acting coach for The Rock. And <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> The Rock had acted in several movies before he was in his first Fast and the Furious movie, whichever one that was. And Vin Diesel's best roles are the ones where, in which he does not appear, uh, and he's just a voice. Um, and so far as as far as I know, I think The Rock's only been in uh, what was it Trolls? Where was Indiamichi? The Crudes? No. The oh, Smallfoot. Smallfoot. Yeah. The Rock? No, he he was he was one of the main voices in Moana. Oh, he was in Moana. Of course, yeah, yeah he wasn't. He was. He, oh, he was. He was. Yeah, he was fantastic in Moana. Damn. <laughs> still though the the you're not wrong i i i think that this is hilarious because the feud started because vin diesel had to give him some hard lessons on acting on set like i i went i did a semester of acting school and if vin diesel tried to give me acting lessons i would laugh in his face i'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say that I haven't seen. See, I I should say this up front. I haven't seen a single Fast and the Furious movie. So Vin Diesel could be the regular drag race movie Casey Affleck out there. Uh, but I've only seen Tokyo Drift, and I don't even think he was in that one. He's not even in that. He was not. <laughs> I've seen Hobbs and Shaw, and that one did have the Rock in it. <laughs> Does have the Rock in it? He seems uh, like a charmer. Did not have Vin Diesel in it. I will say, Vin Diesel, I was like, <laughs> clowning on Vin Diesel's acting career. Uh, he was the Iron Giant. That's which what got I'm a lot of <laughs> Yeah, like, that's a lot of emotion for not a lot of lines. Uh, he was also, of course, uh, Riddick, and who every morning I wake up and I open Palm Cinema VHS <laughs> into the VHS player. It's the Chronicles of Riddick. I do the moves alongside Riddick, and I do them hard. Uh, so I do watch that every day of my life. So he's pretty good in that. He's also, I mean, obviously he's Groot as well, um, which yeah, he'll tell you. That's not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, all right. The the Virgin Vin Diesel as the pacifier versus the Chad <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Just love imagining Vin well, the- Diesel like, ah, who are you in Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> I'm Groot. That is the perfect question to ask him. If I ever meet Vin Diesel, it's my one question. Yeah. Who'd you play in Guardians of the Galaxy again? Oh, that's great. But I mean, 
again, all credit where credit is due. Vin Diesel's his voice roles, fantastic. Uh, but I feel like The Rock. I mean, I had seen The Mummy Returns two or three times by the time any Fast and the Furious movies came out. <laughs> That's because it came out first. <laughs> this is true. Uh, <laughs> came out years before. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I saw that movie several times. Didn't see a single Fast and the Furious movie, which I know I need to fix. But it feels like, similar to One Piece, One Piece, it seems like it's so far ahead now that trying to catch up would be just a very long uh, Similar to One Piece, it's the best it's ever been, so you should probably <laughs> catch up now. Understandable. Understandable. Well, um... I mean, he's in Bloodshot. I mean, Vin Diesel's... We can clown on Vin Diesel all day, but, like, I'm not going to say he's a better or worse actor no. than The Rock, because The Rock is also just kind of The Rock. Like, they're both <laughs> they're both very much a bald, strong man. No one's... Like, we might as well put... That's probably yeah. where this, this feud yeah. lies. I bet they've gone out for... I bet they both went out for the Jungle Cruise role, and that's probably what prompted this. I'm very excited for the Jungle Cruise. Uh, but no one's no one's serving Dave Bautista uh, in you know Guardians of the Galaxy or Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So, but well, that is an I, army of the dead, and ugh. all that to say, um, both seem like delightful people. I know Vin Diesel's a big nerd, and I respect that. He seems cool and very genuine. Um, and honestly, so does Dwayne Johnson. The game plan and the pacifier are the same movie, but one has Vin Diesel and one has The Rock. <laughs> wow. The Rock's in game plan. Yeah, he's the football player who has to look after a little girl. That's right. And the pacifier, Vin Diesel, like a bodyguard who has to look over some kids. I remember watching the pacifier. And uh, Drillbit Taylor is Owen Wilson. Yep. Yeah. Wow. All very easy to, <laughs> all very easy to spoil. In any case, speaking of Owen Wilson. We'll get to Loki and the goodie bag, but this week our show and tell's concern. Uh, jam bands, uh, sad bands, and an anime. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, it's an episode of Radish, you know we couldn't not. Um, so, yeah. who, Tyler, since you're the, uh, I was the odd man out last week and I went first, you want to go this week with uh, your show and tell? Yeah. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised no one's talked about this yet. Um which, hey, that's good for me, because this is all I've done this past week, other than work and cry, <laughs> is watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, <laughs> you gotta get the uh, trifecta first... going. You gotta get all three going at once. You gotta answer some emails, having the dub on, and just really just letting it go. You're assuming that that's not what I meant. Uh, uh, so, Jujutsu Kaisen is, first and foremost, it's a shonen manga. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about the anime from MAPPA, came out earlier last year. Uh, actually, late last year through March of this year, follows a high school student named Yuji Itadori as he's becoming a jujutsu sorcerer, which basically means demon slayer, but with curses instead of demons. Uh, he also has to rectify the fact that uh, he's cursed himself, which adds a lot, you know, kind of another layer to all of this. Um, honestly, pretty standard shonen fare, but I love this more than a lot of the uh, uh, anime and the manga that I'm consuming right now. Uh, probably because I, I feel like I can relate to these characters a lot more. Um, not to say that I, I don't relate to a rubber pirate, um, but these, you know, I feel like the, the writing in this is a little more grounded, even though obviously there's a lot of fantastical aspects of fighting these crazy demons. Um, he has an array of team members from his school and cursed villains that he faces off against. Um, 
uh, things I like about the series. Fights are incredibly well animated. And oh in God, fact, yeah. this whole anime is incredibly well animated. And understanding from Will, it has a fantastic source material that it draws from. Um, there's there's a very de- devastating scene, um, which isn't to spoil anything. There's devastating scenes in most anime. But there's a very devastating scene in this that uh, Will showed me the panel uh, pulled straight from the manga. And uh, it, it was probably more impactful in the manga than it was in the anime. Uh, it, 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 it's crazy. Um, the, the laughing curses, scene. The laughing scene. Yeah. I'll send you the panel. Yeah, I'll send you the panel a second. Um, curses in this are absolutely <clears throat> terrifying. Uh, I know I, I'm very, obviously very ill-informed in the world of like horror manga and stuff like this. Stuff like that. But I can certainly draw comparisons between a lot of... Uh, uh, beings from this and, and like Junji Ito's work, uh, for instance, uh, it's 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 very scary. Um, my phone died with all my notes, so I'm going to freewheel it from here on out. Uh, <laughs> That's um, the spirit of the well, episode, baby. Just freewheel it. Exactly. Um, that means I'm going to be terrible with names. I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names in real life as well. I got but, you. Um, we were talking last week about how, or maybe it was a few episodes ago, about how Demon Slayer was kind of like the quintessential shonen. Mm. Um, and and I would probably argue that this is a lot more of kind of the quintessential shonen. I mean, I can draw parallels from this into uh, a lot of stuff. Obviously, Bleach, I, I, is Bleach shonen? I don't remember if it's shonen or not. But It is. Yeah. Uh, I mean... A lot... A lot of Naruto too. Yes, a lot of Naruto beyond Gojo. (laughs) Beyond Gojo, looking like Kakashi and Fushiguru, looking like Sasuke. I hope I got those names right. Um, You got it. It is very. I mean, (laughs) there's three person school teams. There's a school tournament arc in a forest that honestly plays out a lot like the Naruto one does. Uh, I won't go more into a lot of the comparisons because obviously Will is going through Naruto for the first time. Watch the Naruto run on the Indiesaurus Network. Or listen. Um, oh yeah, listen to it too. Oh no, watch it. Just put it, put your, put it on your phone and just watch the the timeline. Go. That's the best way to experience it. Yeah. Uh, also, Yuji, Yugi, both have demons inside them that take over their body. <laughs> I'm just saying. True. A lot of stuff going on, and it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because honestly, I feel like this show is a breath of fresh air. Like I said, the writing I feel like is. It's so more kind of modern and, and, and my speed. Maybe it's just a localization on HBO Max. It only has the dub. Uh, I'm saying that like I wouldn't choose the dub over the sub anyways, but here we are. Um, a lot of just really funny jokes that I... Uh, that uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I got that mixed up. The dub is on HBO Max. I normally watch the dub anyways. But... Um, yeah. You said that. Oh, I did say that? Sorry. Yeah, uh, like I, I need my thing. notes. I need my fucking notes, man. <laughs> you you um, second guessed yourself and you played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker said dub instead of sub. I guess at this point, I, I can only really say that it's good. There's there's it's... one character that I really really like. It's the uh, it's the business guy. Um, oh god. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kento Nanami. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way he's like literally the personification of stoicism. Just seeing everything so completely objectively and making no kind of judgment either way, just only based on facts. Uh, I think that I can, you know, I I definitely aspire to be a lot like that. Yeah. Um, and also, he's just a cool ass motherfucker with cool sunglasses. He had a corporate job that he quit to kill curses. Um, yeah. He but there's a lot of great his... characters. That's Sorry, a... I love his commitment to. Uh... 
Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I just, I want to fully co-sign this. Like, I, I spoke, I rambled on about this in my episode of I Think You'd Be Into It. Um, but I full, I, I did that before I finished the show. Uh, yeah, Nanami's whole, like, his episode in which they, like, kind of get into his character and, like, his past as a stockbroker and then, like, the little vignettes with him inside the, uh, the sandwich shop. Bakery. Just, just fantastic. The characters are, like, as much as I'll go to bat for Demon Slayer, and I still will, even after JJK. Of course, of course. Um, but JJK is just, it sells itself apart, man. Like, it's arcs and it's, it's rules, um, but its characters really just make it. And uh, that's why I'm happy to say I am prematurely, but pretty confidently, we'll get to this during the ratties, but best girl of the year goes to Nobara Kugasaki. Uh, <laughs> ooh, so close. Fumbled at the end zone. It is Maki. This okay. <laughs> we can we can talk about this at a later. You point. almost got it. We can talk about this one. at a later point. But Nobara, uh, if if for it, Tyler, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but for yeah. the other fans of JJK, Uniqlo has a, a special collection going on right now of like really cool, stylish JJK T-shirts and wear. Um, there's a T-shirt dedicated to Nobara, and I am ooh so close to buying it because it it's fucking <laughs> sick. She's so cool. Um, but yeah, full cosign on this. It is an excellent show. Um, the theme songs, the OPs and the EDs all rip. Um, first, first arc better than second arc. I will say I was kind of disappointed when we went from first arc to second arc, just in the quality. But I, you know, I guess that, that comes with, with the, with the, you know, playing the field, right? Um, the first opening and ending are fucking Bops. The second one, man, the second one really grew on me. There's there's a little vocal inflection mm. in that song that really gets to me and I really love. Speaking of playing the field, ooh, JJK, it I'm gonna call it that from here on out, just to, you know, save embarrassment. Uh it's got, <laughs> you know, that number one criteria for me. It's got a baseball episode yeah, it and it rules. It's fucking great. Uh can't recommend enough. Um also has a panda. Um, has a panda who uh, talks it has a absolutely terrifying panda at one point <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it does when the panda busts out gear two you're just like oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I no longer like the panda <laughs> mapo put out this the same season they put out attack on titan unbelievable shit how is that possible incredible they, they also, are they, and yasuke monsters which, that's right, they did Yasuke. So, so sacrifices were made. <laughs> <laughs> I also co-signed JJK. If you have the Shonen Jump app, you can read all of it for free, including I'm 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 past the season one mark, and it just keeps getting better. It's really good. Nice. Uh, also, um, I I don't remember the the name of it, but you told us la- uh, earlier this week there's act uh, Jujutsu Kaisen's actually a sequel to a series. It's called like Tokyo Curse Metropolitan School or something like that. Future. It was rebranded later as as uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Yes, uh, but they're releasing that as a movie in in December in this year, which probably means early 2022 for us in the states. But super excited, super excited for that. Obviously, Mugen that trained super like well, the, so like the pilot, like it, it's canon. Like a lot of the events from Chapter Zero are referenced, especially in Season One. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like if there's a lot of like lines i didn't get and sean has seen a ghost there's a cat on my porch 
Wow. <laughs> Bring it in. We need an interview. No, I'm sorry. There's... Yeah. Uh, I live on the second level. Is it your cat? No, I live on the second level. Okay. And I'm right next to a oh. case of stairs. There's a cat on my porch. <laughs> this is insane. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, good. Uh, the two cats I currently Sean live Chantel with. is this cat. The, the, the two uh, cats I currently live with have not noticed it. Um, I want to go take a picture, but I, I don't want to scare it. In any case... Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll I'll go next. This is going to be a little bit of, of a rambling kind of thing, but it's because I've had a busy past two weeks, and only one thing has been keeping me going uh, and filled with serotonin, and that is Zoloft. <laughs> Zoloft is your review this week. Sadly, it's not prescription drugs. Um, it is the inevitable return to uh, jam bands. Uh, we saw Fish in 2012... And ever since then, I have been curious. We saw him at Bonnaroo, and I didn't really quite get it then. But since, I have been dipping my toes in and out of the fish bowl. Uh, Yeah. I (laughs) couldn't think of a better one, but it kind of makes sense in any case. um, But now, as you might imagine, working at a record store, you uh, come across a lot of Grateful Dead fans. And you become friendly enough with enough of them, and they'll just kind of make you a playlist. And one of my favorite regular customers <laughs> made us a uh, just playlist of his favorite Grateful Dead performances, and I threw it on the other day at work uh, for six hours, and it is fantastic. There was there was one track specifically; it was uh, "Morning Dew" from Cornell seventy seven that just really hit uh, it clicked and i was like uh oh yeah i'm i'm in um and since then Welcome. i have yeah <laughs> uh since then <laughs> i have listened to um the first like fish show that really made sense to me which was madison square garden at new year's 95 um and good year it's good year yeah i would i was too <laughs> um met the, met the love of my life 1985 <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's Lisa just Lab. i realize like <laughs> it's a derided genre it's definitely an acquired taste especially like as i, I know i'm talking just kind of like wide swath here but like when it comes to the grateful dead i recently watched the amazon series a long strange trip which is just kind of the behind the music the biography of all you know the grateful dead members and their rise to fame and their effect on culture and it's a super well done documentary can't recommend it enough i think it's six parts um and they just kind of go through their beginnings in the late 60s into the 70s and 80s and up until the 90s to jerry's uh death in 95 um but it's a it's a great gateway bad year 95 yeah, bad really year. Tr- <laughs> yeah i can't believe um but it's i met the love of my life and we killed jerry garcia together um but it's it's a really well done documentary it doesn't take like the you know typical behind the music documentary which is kind of what i was craving new to the band but now you know looking back and it's, it's like oh, okay I, you know kind of go with the mood but they don't like say like 
oh, and in 1975, or they released Working Man's Dead, and it had this style and this effect. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, so, you know, like, we went to Woodstock, and we played these, and this is the, you know, Wall of Noise, and that kind of stuff, and they play, like, clips from different shows, and they talk about the Europe 72 tour. What's the Wall of Noise? They're, I forget which year. Speaking of shonen manga, that sounds like a... (laughs) Like a finishing Tower move. Of God, Wall of Noise. I, I <laughs> encourage you to look it up. Look up Grateful Dead, Wall of okay. Noise. And it, it is a setup of speakers that they toured with during the late 70s. Uh, in order, Whoa. yeah. It is, they made it in order for everyone in the crowd to hear everything possible. And it is just this massive monolith of speakers. And it's just incredible to look at. Um, I was by that point. They could it's hear like the, everything. By that point, in the doc. It's the megaphones that Bart Simpson yeah. makes, where he puts like one <laughs> megaphone into the next megaphone into the next <laughs> megaphone. <laughs> um, by that point, the documentary was sold, and I was in, and we played, uh, you know, the best of Grateful Dead in this in the shop, and you hear enough tracks, you're like, oh, I kind of get it, I kind of enjoy this. So I'm I'm sitting in front of a copy of American Beauty, which I purchased today, uh, just because I. And really, it just goes well with, like, the summer vibes. Like, where I could be complaining about the heat and the humidity and listening to Radiohead and being miserable. Instead, I'm listening to, like, some of the best American bands who just kind of play in the summer heat and just kind of go with it. Just kind of noodle around. They take a four-minute studio track and turn it into 23 minutes for some reason. And if you can't get with it, that's all right. Like... This is going on longer than I already planned, but when it comes to fish, like... Just like Andy Jambi. Truly! Yeah! yeah okay, you made me do it. <laughs> like, when it comes to fish, like, I understand they're, like, just goofy as fuck, and their songs are ridiculous, and their style, like, I played, I picked up Fish just last Friday, started a series called uh, Live Fish on Long Play, or LP on LP, and they released just, like, a single jam on one album. So it's like, uh, I, I picked up uh, the first one, which is Ruby Waves, and it's it takes up both sides of the record. Um, it's, like, 39 minutes long, and I played it, and Peyton said it sounded like Wii Track and Field music, which... Totally, yeah. <laughs> totally fair criticism. It does it like to you know to like people who aren't like into it. Which again, I get. I'm not setting you apart. I understand. If you're not into it, it does just sound like stupid noise. But when you're when you just allow yourself to be enveloped by it and just kind of enjoy the jams, that spoke some weed. I, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I'm sure it helps. Um, <laughs> But it, it just, I can get into it. And, like, when I'm working on, like, idle tasks, like, putting away groceries or just, like, walking to and from work or driving to work, and I just have this, like, easy, like, fucking hairy hood or uh, punch you in the eye jam from, like, 95, it is it just gives me energy and just, like, a constant sense of, like, just happiness. Um, even though I know, like, they're just goofing off and playing on stage. Um, like, okay, if you're looking for, like, some good fish shows, I just, like I said, the Madison Square Garden, 95, super great. I think that's, like, pre, like, Trey sobriety. Uh, the songs and the energy is just fucking fantastic. It's got all my favorite. That's, ooh, there's another, sorry. Trey Anastasio, before he started fish, had this whole, like, college 
like senior project in which he created this fantasy world called Game Hinge, from which he writes a lot of like fish tracks. <laughs> and it's like for someone who talks about King Gizzard as much as I do and we do, uh, this is like proto the Gizverse because every you know not every track but like Trey pulls from Game Hinge pretty often for lyrical. Uh, inspiration and there's a lot of that on that new year's show and it's great fly Famous mockingbird it's a wonderful track um and i was just recommended another show uh from 2017 uh dick sporting goods park at commerce in commerce colorado super fun it's a lot of the latter year stuff like from big boat and fuego uh it's really nice really cool um and also also you're telling me a dick sported those goods it did it did um <laughs> And also, whenever, you know, Fish comes to hometown here, Alpharetta, I try to listen to those shows to see what I missed out on it, because I have missed out a lot. There's a really great one on Spotify from July 4th, 2010, uh, in which they play a cover of Killing in the Name, which I can only <laughs> best describe as seventh grade uh, talent show cover. It is <laughs> just so clumsy. <laughs> But these guys are just so genuine, and when they do play their own songs, when they do jam, you can see how well-versed they are at their instruments, and it's it's just something else to hear them. And that's, I mean, I understand I'm talking about jam bands, and I'm only naming two, uh, and I realize that's very close-minded, but honestly, I'm happy, because between split between those two, I have probably over 100 hours, of, even more. I have a year's worth of music I could listen to. 100 lifetimes. Lifetimes. Um... But yeah, that's uh, that's just kind of the summer vibes we're going with this year. It's just throwing on a fish set from whenever or a Grateful Dead set from, you know, mid-70s and just kind of going with the flow, enjoying the, the summer heat, wearing a pair of chubbies, uh, and <laughs> white, boy, white summer. boy summer. It's, uh, you know, eating hot chip and lying. Never bonded with Me? Uh, my f- <laughs> family more than I have now. I'm just saying like, oh man, yeah, that... You know, Morning Dew or, you know, Cornell 77, legendary. It's great. Oh, if you're looking to listen to any Grateful Dead, uh, Cornell 77 is is held as, like, Good the year. highest, the best possible show. Uh, and I, uh, to the point where there are some conspiracy theories going around that it was never recorded live. And it's actually just studio tracks, um, which I will read up on soon but yeah that's a uh, that's the summer boys that's that's the mood for uh june at least the uh our, our windows closing fast here but uh three current three grateful dead members are still touring with john mayer this that's fall. true dead and company if you want to go I see s- they're they're really the good you, it, they're, it's a fun is that true yeah it's a fun time good show yep i did it, it's fine and john mayer doesn't do a lot of talking that's which the guy shreds he's super talented he's a creep but oh, man oh hey no no disagreements yeah. there he's just a douche yeah <laughs> so uh we'll do a we'll do a radish live from dead and company this fall if anything <laughs> for, live from shakedown street <laughs> if if i can if i can somehow i missed out on fish tickets when they come later in july and early august here but if i can somehow go to that show i will absolutely talk about it um because I would love to. It, we must keep him from going to that show. It's been it's been nine years since I've seen Fish <laughs> live, and it's been nine years since I've been like I should do that again. Um, oh, also, if you're looking to get into Fish, 
It's a little old, but I would highly recommend listening to Analyze Fish, An old fish. with um, Harris Whittles wow. and Scott Ackerman, uh, R.I.P. Harris. It's it's a great podcast, and it was fundamental in my enjoyment of the band, um, and it's super informative and very good. I'll allow you to plug a different podcast in this instance, because it is a defunct <laughs> it podcast. It is a defunct podcast. <laughs> you plug a live <laughs> podcast. Nothing. We'll you like probably wouldn't have Radish if I worked for... Uh, Analyze fish. No, we would. We would. We would absolutely. <laughs> well, if it weren't for, you know, fascination with, you know, Earwolf podcasts in the mid 2010s. Listen, I love my voice enough that I'd still That's be fair. <laughs> Any case. Uh, speaking of covers, of seventh grade covers, <laughs> um, I want to talk about a real short album because it's an EP. I don't know if you know that, but. For extended plays, they're called extended plays, and they're shorter than an actual album. So, like, what's the deal? Um, <laughs> it's like an extended play of the. It's album. called Madlow Influences. No, but it's it's shorter than the album. It should be a limited play. Imagine which that should be an LP. If and an ex- the album were extended. No, but that should, that would be. The extended play should be the longer one. And the limited play, the LP, should no, be the shorter. No, LP I'm stands just, for long play. I think, I think someone goofed. Long, LP stands for long play. Long playing record. It's like a it's like a, a grande, tall sort of situation. They both yeah. mean the same thing. One's just shorter than the other. And a 45 only has like two songs on it. So like, what's it even called that? <laughs> all right, I'm just going to sit this one out because you're all, ba- all baiting me. <laughs> we are. It's because it's I'm 45 centimeters long. All right. Like the album itself. Okay. Yep. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a master at baiting, Sean. Gotta uh, go. Time to end the show. Gross. <laughs> uh, Madlow Influences is a, uh, Madlow stands for making a door less open it was car seat headrest album from last year, which pretty much flew under the radar. Uh, I think because what, there what wasn't was obviously a. T- <laughs> I don't what know. Was last, year? <laughs> uh, last year that was the uh, that was Tiger King. Oh, the same yeah. Everyone was twenty twenty twenty. That's right. Great year. Great year. Great year. Um, so yeah, like there wasn't a tour associated with it, and like it's a pretty good album. I like I've listened to. I haven't really listened to all of it, but <laughs> from what I listened to, it's. it's <laughs> It's, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, like I, like I said, this is totally under the radar. But today they put out uh, Madlow Influences, which is an EP of covers that inspired them while they were recording it. And I gotta say, I have listened to this a couple times today. Uh, they are all bangers. Uh, it's four four covers. Number one is Golden Years by David Bowie. Number two, Substitute by The Who, which a, a weird The Who song to pick. Uh, last one's Running Up That Hill by yeah. Kate Bush. And the third one, which is my favorite, is March of Pigs by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, none of those seem like they would fit car seat headrest style at all. And all of them are really good. Especially March of the Pigs. That's It's so good. Um, so, while I'm not giving my full seal of approval on, on the actual album, because I haven't really listened to all of it yet. I've listened to like the singles, and it was good. But uh, the Influences, which is now on Spotify, as well as the Madlow remixes, which is the other EP again. Haven't listened to that, so can't goes on that. But uh, the influences are well worth your time. Uh, I'm a big sucker for covers. Like I don't know. Like it's it's got to be good though. Like if, if you do if you do a worse job or like just the kind of the same style but louder, it's like no. You gotta you gotta bring your own bring your own secret sauce to it. You need, and, you're um, talking like Alien Ant Farm 
smooth criminal kind of cover. Oh, perfect. Top shelf cover. <laughs> or uh um Alt J's House of the Rising Sun. Maybe oh, not. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know they did that. <laughs> they kind of did. It's a weird one. It's not bad, but it's like it's not uh two cellos thunderstruck, absolutely. The best thing ever. <laughs> Placebo's <laughs> running up that hill. Very good. It's placebo, so like is it that good or do you just think so it's that it, good? It, it, it's pro- uh, it's a, a medicine yeah. joke. Um, I will. But yeah, check it out. Um, let me know what you think. Let me know how it stacks up the other ones. It's, it's hard to do a David Bowie cover, but, uh, especially kind of a horror one. But like this one's. Who's that? The guy who did all the David Bowie yeah. covers for Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh, the, the, yeah, the yeah, Portuguese yeah. ones? Yeah, he mastered those. But. I will listen. I I'll check out these influences though, because I uh, do enjoy several of those songs, and I'm curious to see how Will uh, covers them for sure. Well, I was disappointed because when I saw them two years ago, they opened with uh, 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 "Waves of Fear." Yeah, Leonard, who's that? The Lou Reed song. Is that Leonard? Yeah, Lou Reed. I was thinking Leonard Cohen for some reason. Lou Reed. Um, and that was I was, I was like, ah, oh, finally a studio version of "Waves of Fear." Uh, no. But uh, th- what, say what you want about car seat headrests. They do a good cover, and you can listen to four of them right now. Peace out. <laughs> Wonderful. So I'm going to end all my show and tells from now on. Peace out. <laughs> and that just ends up the yours. episode. Where Will <laughs> up yours. All right, episode over. Eat my shorts. Closing, making a door Eat my shorts. open, truly. And we're just going to play the AIM sound. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, in Bye. fact, we're going to bring a, a, a glowing red rectangular prism of a door into uh, being and walk into the goodie bag section inspired this week by uh, Disney and Marvel's newest show, Loki. <laughs> I just realized I didn't play a single jingle this entire episode. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine there were jingles that's, this that's time. That's fine, man. You know, I was having so much fun with my friends, <laughs> I forgot to press the button that says this. <laughs> we don't have to play them all at once. <laughs> Good news. This is jam music, man. This is great. <laughs> we, we have to pay Gary regardless of whether or not we play the music, so Will had to play the music. I'll dox Gary right now. He's in Italy, so we don't have to pay him anything. <laughs> Go find Gary in Italy. He's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Italy's got, instead of the one, they got the spaghetti. Instead of the five, they got the fettuccine. Instead of the 20, they got the baked ziti. <laughs> instead of checks, they got pizza. <laughs> I'm imagining a situation in which you like go to Italy and you pull out a box of hamburger helper and either they just like tackle you to the ground or you're like, <laughs> like put aside as if bringing in a foreign substance into the country that they don't want populated. A red dot appears exactly. in your chest. <laughs> I guarantee you the first thing that would happen, you pull out Hamburger Helper, somebody somewhere is going to go, Ace! In any case, uh, we're talking about uh, the goodie bag this week. Italians. Inspired by Italians. And Loki.
What a, what a comical <laughs> group of people. <laughs> How can I take them seriously when the most famous one is Luigi? <laughs> oh, man. Um... Wario is Serbian. <laughs> I know this because he hates Albania. Oh, uh, so... <laughs> Inspired by the new Disney Marvel series Loki, <laughs> where <laughs> which uh, Thor's I'm sure will do as uh, a show and tell as the season wraps up in the next few weeks. Um, we're gonna be. Uh, I, I figured I'd post the question to y'all: uh, if you could be a variant somewhere in your own branch timeline. No, I kind of worded this weird. Uh, if you can meet, like, a variant of yourself somewhere in a brand... Like, life is a series of choices, right? Of big, fundamental choices. Yeah. And if you see it as, like, a straight timeline, there are some, you know, that have branched off in which you have made a different choice, and now that variant of yourself is on that timeline. If you could go meet a variant of yourself, what do you think they would be like and do you think you would interfere or interact with them at all for example i can i don't consistently think about this but i am fascinated by the idea of this is if 2010 graduate from high school and i do end up going to the savannah college of art and design for film i think i i i, I know what i'm bringing upon myself but i believe i would be an even more insufferable asshole to the point like i don't think <laughs> yes. i would have learned any like of the lesson like the lessons that i learned leaving high school and going immediately into work and like community college and everything i've experienced the past decade and a year um i i don't think that that version of myself crippled with debt and Potentially, honestly, if things went well, may have actually been working on Loki by this point. But who's to say? But no, because Scad has the lowest job placement right, of any college. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I am curious. Like, I don't know if I would interact. But if I went back to like, let's say, 2012 April, Savannah, Georgia, if I could just go and find myself and see the type of person I would be. I, I would absolutely just be fascinated and seeing, like, the sort of, like, insufferable asshole I would be. I know I'm, I am now, um, but I feel like I'm a little more self-aware. And I feel like if I had... You're, you're more humble. You're more of a humble asshole. Right. If you went to SCAD, you would have felt entitled Ex to your Exactly. And, um, well, if you pay $200,000 for a degree... I think you have to feel entitled to stop yourself from employing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I... I think my t my everything that I am today, apart from you know, obsessed with the Muppets and obsessed with World War Two, uh, has come within the past eleven years, and I I just I am fascinated what that variant would be like, um, and I would probably beat his ass uh, because I know I could. Um... <laughs> So yeah, what about you guys? Do you have any idea of like where Damn. would you go 
at a, a certain branch or like a certain timeline. Sure. Oh yeah, that was deep, Sean. That that, that was really bring kind of a Tyler um, question this week. I'd go back. If if I go could back go to... ju- sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was I was okay. gonna say Re- if I could go as deep as Sean for a second there, second here. I think I'd go back to when I was seven years old and I was given the opportunity to take up the blade. Um, <laughs> the the man from the boxcar. It was enticing. It was it was a great offer. <laughs> but I chose my family, and I felt like that was the right choice at the time. Now not so much. <laughs> I'd go back to Bonner 2012 and find the will that says, hey, let's go see fish tonight. And I'd say, Will, don't do it. He's going to do a 90-minute show and tell in like 11 years. It's going to be fun now. But, but in June 2021, you're going to be sitting here having to pee, regretting all of it. <laughs> to be fair, as far as I know, Will, you've been listening to fish more consistently than I have these past nine years. I actually haven't. I don't listen to much fish. Uh, well, that's I, I, that's I, also consistent. That's Not doing something is probably more consistent. That's true. Than yeah, I, I've been off and on through each summer. Um, more of a Grateful Dead widespread panic. I understand. Guy, so. uh, I am looking to to, be to <laughs> get into widespread panic, but I do not. I have to find some uh, guidance there. Um, you can just go to Athens and ask. I hear they're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're rehearsing. Not to dox widespread panic, but right now they're rehearsing at the Georgia Theater. So if you just want to go hang out outside, uh, you could probably find them. Um, <laughs> I'm going to dox Gary and widespread panic in the same episode. They're both in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> widespread panic, Gary and Luigi. They're all so in Tyler. Italy. You would you would go back and you would find yourself. Uh, uh, having taken maybe if i went starting to think about this if i went back in time now i might have been the guy in the box car <laughs> offering my younger version the blade that was you <laughs> that was me oh man answer. there were two points in my life one point sorry i said there's like three big uh split roads and that was when I tried to play the drums in the school <laughs> band, and I was like, nah, I'm going to do chorus instead, which is like the what you did if you didn't want to plug an instrument to school. And I think <laughs> if I did that, I might have been a band kid and might have been in a band, which would have probably affected my life negatively. Um, I'd ha- I'd, <laughs> hey! I'd have better rhythm. You were in orchestra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The yeah. worst option. <laughs> like that's I also the at one at one point was gonna play feeder team football, but didn't do that. And I feel like there's no way I don't do that and end up with like a narcotics problem. <laughs> oh uh, man! Much like much like yeah. those people who played feeder team football in Alpharetta, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> God. <laughs> Just statistically looking at Facebook in my newsfeed. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then, like the other one is, I like, almost did advanced drama too. <laughs> Tried oh to yeah, you shouldn't have done that. That would have been hype, but uh, I ended up taking physics instead, which yeah, probably going to helped engineering me get school, school more. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, which ultimately, like, 
I mean, like I have a podcast now. I'm not doing that, <laughs> but I, I do feel like I feel like I've dodged three bullets in my life. Damn. I was about to ask: Do does any of you do any of you guys ever feel like you are the variant? Like you feel like you're a variant in your own timeline, or do you feel like you're on the path that you're supposed to be on? No, never. Never. <laughs> I feel like I'm, it's if, it's if, an interesting to think of, think to think about. I don't feel like a variant, but I feel like I uh, the amount of self sabotage I have done over the past decade uh, has put me on a path. I'm learning to be happy with um but everybody yeah. does it uh but no i don't i don't feel like the variant i feel like i again i feel like i am in a better place than i would have been if i had gone off to school as i thought i was when i graduated high school um another path that i should have considered is uh not taking calculus my senior year of high school similar to will taking physics instead uh i wish i had not taken calculus um would still have the hope scholarship if i had not <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so, i feel like right here kids don't take calculus honestly <laughs> i feel like a lot of people's turning points where uh it's just the system yeah. right you know we we have to go we have to or don't have to go to college at the specific point in time in our lives and the decision we make when we probably shouldn't have been making that decision about our the future of our lives determines that i feel like a lot of people probably look back and think if i've done this or yeah. if i'd done that i mean i went to acting school good lord i if I, if i would have taken a look at that variant <sighs> you folks I, I probably wouldn't even be talking to you guys if you wait <laughs> tyler would be up. on loki <laughs> tyler would be loki <laughs> tyler's the king of hamilton in every other timeline but this one <laughs> That would have been great. Yeah. I went to school with that kid. Sure you did. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't want to, like, I, pose this I, question to be like, oh, do you wish you would have done this? Or do you wish you could have done this? I'm just I'm just curious no. into, like, opening that, like, kind of, like, even, folks, if you're listening and you want to answer this in our Discord, Radish stuff, or, what was it? <laughs> Andysaurus.com slash Discord. Discord. Um, don't go to that place. Uh, <laughs> If you just want to, you know, talk about in the Radish channel, uh, just kind of like where you think you might have branched off and what do you think that branch, that other variant of yourself might have been. I just think it's an interesting kind of thought experiment of just like who, what is the other person that you might have been had you made a different decision? Um, if I fight it off by telling yourself that in every other timeline you were murdered by assassins <laughs> moment after you made that decision. <laughs> Yeah, I could have played feeder team football if I wanted an assassin <laughs> to kill me. I could have been in advanced drama too if I wanted a poison kiss to take me out. And I could have been that assassin if I listened to the man, man in the, the boxcar. Box which was also just you. It's <laughs> <laughs> also me. God, the radish floor has gone deep. Truly. <laughs> I am taking note that Tyler didn't give us a real Mr. answer. Mr. Netflix was the man so, in the boxcar. We will be returning. Tyler and I did answer. meet Tyler and I did meet moments before 9-11 <laughs> happened, so I feel like there is a variant that there. would That's what I would have changed. <laughs> I wonder. I would have gone back met. to 1995 and not killed Jerry Garcia. <laughs> then, but then he wouldn't got the ice cream flavor. <laughs> I think Jerry true. Garcia came See, out before it, that... Jerry Garcia passed away. Oh, let Prove me see. it. 
They didn't touch on this in Long Strange Trip. But they didn't have ice cream in the <laughs> early 90s. Well, it's because it's because he died that it's still going because Ben and Jerry were like, "Well, we can't not keep That's making true. it." That's true. Uh, died. Where's the Wikipedia page for Cherry Garcia? All I got's the Wikipedia for cherry ice cream, which is not oh, yeah. what I wanted. <laughs> that's a, that's sorbet. Let's be real here. You have to go to the Ben and Jerry's wiki. It's not on Wikipedia. <laughs> ben and Jerry's <laughs> dot fandom. <laughs> Here's ben and Ben Jerry dot. Uh, nineteen eighty seven. Cherry Garcia premiered. Damn. So they knew he was. So wait, die. hold on. When does uh uh when did the the Jimmy Fallon ice cream? What's the timeline there? Here we go. Apply you the same have, math. You know they have a fish flavor That's too. That's true. Right? Fish food is very good. Oh, we've already passed the, the Jimmy Fallon timeline. While. He's still alive. <laughs> we passed the 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 Ben and Jerry's Ben and Cherry's yeah he is line. yeah like the it was introduced line. in 2011 and so Jimmy Fallon should have died in 2019 but now uh, he is still alive if Tyler had just well, taken the blade if Tyler had picked up the blade, blade maybe. the boxcar man <laughs> Jafar Jimmy Fallon a lot of people would not be alive right now and and a lot of people would be alive people, right now Kimbo that's Slice true. that's true. <laughs> Tyler dives in front of the bullet that takes out Harambe and cuts it in half. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I feel like every variant I'm thinking of is just like, hey, what if I practiced trumpet a little bit earlier or something like that? Or like, what if I had an extra no. year on a skateboard? Then I would. No. Then, then, that's then just hobbies. I understand, like, it Everybody. would be different, but that's just like hobbies. Like, I'm talking like. Everybody has a variant timeline where they've taken up the blade we all need to go and be on that there was a day in i think the eighth grade where i went with my friend ben uh to 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 the box car (laughs) the train to the the local (laughs) to the local (laughs) local taekwondo studio and he was a second degree black belt and i was like i'm also going to try it out and i have never been as sore in my life as a chubby seventh grader going back to school uh, two days later i could not move uh so i decided not to do taekwondo what if you had stayed on that timeline how cool would that have been karate sean that would have been cool taekwondo taekwondo there we go with me and my blade we would have been Unstoppable. We'd be unstoppable. Uh, any case, uh, I'll be an archer. <laughs> we would have just been a D and D RP, just a D and D guild, which we might. Sean's a monk. <laughs> there were a few points in my life where I was like, I should just become a priest, but never mind. Not not the same as a monk. One's a pugilist. And... Fair. Um. In any case, folks, that's going to do it for us this week on episode 161 of Radish. We appreciate you sticking around uh, through all the rambling. But like you know, we think you got the greatest hits. We think you got what you wanted and a couple surprises here and there, as you do with any good jam. Wow. Um, (laughs) I have been Sean. Uh, I want to put out, before I go into my plugs, an open invitation to Brandon from uh, I Think You'd Be Into It, who I know isn't also... Uh, a huge fish fan uh, uh please come on let's talk more 
Uh, it'd be great. Lots of fun. Um, in any case, you can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter, Sean M. Barry everywhere else. I've got a Instagram for my record collection, which grows by the day. Uh, unfortunately, for my financial responsibilities, uh, it is at Idiotechnica on Instagram. Um, and I believe Sean M. Barry on Letterboxd. Because I'm going to be watching that. Why not, why not another Sean Drink? Shondring plug. Oh yeah. Still uh, if you're there. if you're listening, uh, yeah. we just completed our first mini season of the Shondring, in which we talk about the uh, Conjuring cinematic universe. We'll be returning later this October for the uh, spinoff movies, the you know non-core Conjuring movies uh, that includes Annabelle, Annabelle Reborn, all all of them. Annabelle, Annabelle comes, comes home, home. The Nun, La Llorona. <laughs> Annabelle, Annabelle picks up the blade. blade from the Man in the Box. Star. Annabelle and the Hendersons. Um, <laughs> we're we're d- beaches. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be talking about it all. Anyways, uh, absolutely check out the Shondring. It's a super fun time. And there's also the third episode in which we just clown on the third Conjuring, which we gave it everything it deserves. Um, but apart from that, that's me. Um, you can also find the Shondring on its own feed now. I've made its own feed. Hey, thank you, well, thank. But yeah, if you want to find the Shondring and not scroll through our episodes, please go subscribe it there because that's still an indie source show, and that still gives me a big bag of money when you listen to it. Uh, I've been Will. You can find me at Will <laughs> from online. Um, and for Will's question this week, hey, why didn't I hit the jingles earlier? <laughs> okay, I'm just <laughs> redone plugin. I think so. Oh, listen to my Naruto, Naruto podcast. Run. Naruto Run. Anysaurus.com is where you can find it. Also, it's where oh, yeah. Shout out to Evan from the yeah, Naruto podcast. I'm working on uh, a way to get you into the jam bands, but I promise. I don't know if it's going to work, but we're going to try. <laughs> yeah, sh- shout out Evan from that Naruto podcast. Um, I'm Tyler. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. You can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Indiesaurus online at Indiesaurus.net. For Tyler's question... Okay. <laughs> All right. I knew you were gonna play it while I was talking, so I was trying I mean, to. I was, you was there. waiting for the first syllable. <laughs> here's 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 the question: Would you rather get paid a million dollars right now or fifty dollars every month for the rest of your life? Because what? I'll take option B because that's what passive income is. Find a way to make <laughs> passive income; it'll change your life, folks. <laughs> I got. I got. <laughs> Hold on. No, no, no. We're not ending the episode. We're doing the math on this. Hold on. What's a million divided by 50? Let's see how many months that would cover for your life. That's a lot of months, months. Tyler. 20,000. All right. So 20,000 months times uh, divided by 12. You'd have to live almost 1,700 more years in order to get the same amount. I'd take that $50 and I would pay my cell phone bill because I can use my cell phone to make more money. Yeah, if you offer to give me ten million dollars or a book on how to make ten million dollars, I'm taking the book. <laughs> Take the book, right? You'd Start your own business. Make your own money. Over a millennia right, and a half. But don't take handouts. <laughs> You'd be able to pay yourself fifty dollars a month. Tyler's looking to pay out. Would you put that fifty dollars <laughs> in a in a Roth IRA now? Tyler's looking out to pay out about twelve hundred dollars. I was going to use the blade to fend off death itself. Death were H&R Block.
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Debt collectors at that point. Well, Sean, what would you pick? <laughs> I would pick... I know you cried at Hustlers. There's two Hustlers here asking on you. <laughs> I would pick a million dollars right now. That's, that's why we're different. Variant Sean's a millionaire. We're built different. Yeah. <laughs> Variant Sean's just fifty dollar a month quarter billionaire. Variant <laughs> Sean. Variant Sean's a million millionaire, but this timeline's Will and Tyler. We're working for our money. We're got tr- we're trillionaires, baby. Fifty yeah. big ones a month. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Stay hustling. Stay hustling. Stay jamming. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs>